Well, grab a seat, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It is time for Flip and Friends. It has been three weeks, I guess, since the last time we recorded a show. Yeah, did you defrost? Finally, yeah. For some reason, <laughs> for anybody now, definitely I'll introduce this in a second. If anybody that's watched the show, I've watched all of our shows in the past. Usually, I don't have serious internet uh, issues, but for some reason, I was freezing. And not to say you won't catch a little freezing here, but we didn't want to put out something with the major freezing that was going out over the last couple of weeks. Uh, so right now, it's fine, but we'll see. I, of course, I'm Kenneth Davis, your host. Follow me, that's Davis. You know the executive producer of. The Flipping Friends, and also that David show with Ryan Bukovsky. Follow him at Ryan B. Ski as he sits on creatine and Ryan B. Ski one. And last but not least, from Second City Sports, and also contributor to We Are Regal Radio, Sid Kid. Follow Sid at Sid Kid eighty. Uh, we always appreciate it. Something real quick. I was just perusing the Tribune, um, and I saw an article. I think it was a Cats article, and it really wasn't. It was talking about corruption in Chicago, but it was talking about uh, Danny Salas. And I wanted to open up with a quick question for you guys. Uh, and this is a part of the article. It will begin with Viagra. It was given to Chicago aldermen who liked to visit a massage parlor at well, Milwaukee and uh, Division. Uh, but he didn't know the FBI was watching, which we should all like to know if the FBI is watching. <laughs> what kind of woman do they have there? Danny Salas uh, asked, according to the federal documents at the beginning of the probe. Agent said a political consultant. Salas replied, oh, good, 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 good. Uh, I like Asians. All right, so the only thing I wanted to bring this up is this. Now, I don't know if this was the uh, Robert Kraft massage parlor where you getting the whole shebango, I think. I, was, was, was Kraft getting the whole shebango or just happy endings? Uh, I think uh, he didn't have the ED medication for that kind of stuff, so he needed the happy ending. Just a quick one, baby. I got to get out of here. So, Because so, the thing was, I, I just want to bring it up. Now, if you are getting a full body massage, now I don't know this man's erectile dysfunction. If he has one, he may just want to be the full boy with his. But when I read this, and I'm thinking, someone's rubbing on your body sensually for 30 minutes to an hour, and you can't get it up, just to fin- get topped off. I find that terrible as a as a growing <laughs> older. I do. I, I find like just, and I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm like I I would hate. Now I've never have. Uh, I've never paid for any type of loving, all right, outside of paying for a date and food. You know, I never exchanged straight cash or cash app. Of course, now <laughs> it would be cash app because I'm washed. But um, I've never exchanged straight cash. I'm not dissing people to have to do it, especially if it's, everything's on up and up and no one's no sex traffic or anything like that. People got to make their living. It's not my life. Uh, but I would hate to think that if I was just getting a happy ending, that I was like, man, I got to take this back. <laughs> How much stress do you want to put that woman? She got to get more bodies out here. And you like, you're going to work long and hard for this, this head jamming. Like, I just, I feel like it's unfair if you're getting the I think uh, when you've crossed that bridge to getting the hammer done by your massage, masseuse or whatever, I think you don't really care so much about uh, being unselfish. I think it's all about selfishness at that so point. I was, and I, I saw this comedian. Uh, I saw this comedian that I fo- follow on Instagram. Uh, his name was D-Lane. And he was talking about a period of where he used to set aside, and he wasn't bringing in that much money, set aside an allotment of money because the happy endings was just so awesome at this massage parlor that he had to continually go there. He had, he had to budget it in. All right, which again for me, I, I mean, if I had a massage, I've had, Never a, had mas- a massage. 
Well, I mean, from I've had a massage from being in a relationship with someone and them giving me a massage. But I'm talking about like a, yeah, a masseuse. Yeah, yeah. I've had now. I've gotten. I went to get a facial four or five years ago one time, right? And the lady uh, that gave me the facial, she like massaged my back no. and stuff like that. Yeah, she did good. Then that I turned around count. and I was like, "You go for now." License? Like, did she pull out the badge? Otherwise, it's not official. It's not official. It's not official. The back. Did you give her the sex size, kid? No, I didn't give her the sex size. Listen, the crazy part talking about this place. The crazy part was this, because they may have been, they may have done, they had masseuses working. This place is in High Park. The um, it was separated by like sheets or whatever. So this it's just one lady that's in. Oh, this we're room. we're going into Arnie's now. No, not like that. It was nice. It was nice. It was a nice. It was nice, right? Uh, it's like above. It's a, I'm, I'm just, I may as well just put it out there. It's above. Forget the name of it, but it's above. I don't know if it's still Boston's Market, but it's like right above there in High Park on Fifty Third Street or whatever, right? I was going to wow, be a get a happy ending and a full chicken when you're done. I was gonna be on. I was gonna be on TV, and I wanted a facial. It may have been Sports Feed on New Year's Day or something like that. I think it was right. It was something like that, I believe. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go get a facial. Right? Forget it. Right? I deserve to pamper myself. Right? Yeah, I was and, trying to figure out the one and two. Like, Ken wouldn't go for a massage, but he'd go for a facial. Well, what like am I said, no, 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 no. I, I, mean, I, say, I, sh- I should. I sh- it, when I when I get back into working out, not to say you have to be in shape to get a massage, but just. I want to get the tension out of my body, uh, but I see a lot of people saying that you should treat yourself and do that regularly, and I think you should. But still to the point that I was gonna make was I could never see myself being like, first of all, I just, I I, I, I would need a little bit more. Let's like, a happy anything doesn't just seem like, it doesn't seem like enough for me. And I, again, I'm not judging anybody, but I, I just be like, hey, can you, can you jerk me? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm crass, right? I, let, let, let me be fully, let me just be fully open. Sometimes when someone else is um, helping you along, your, your significant other is helping you along, you, in a way, you know, like, you know, you're like, you know, I know how to do this. That's kind of not what you're here for right now. You know what I'm saying? If you kind of get the gist of what I'm saying, right? Like, it just, it, it, it's like the, the old joke about, like, if you're sitting on your hand till it becomes numb and give yourself a stranger. It's like, get, it's like catching a stranger, right? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> right? It's like, you know, just, I mean, just, I, I was, I'm sure it's the same with a, with a young lady. Like, if I'm sitting there and I'm helping her along, she knows definitely how to get herself off quicker than I do because she knows her body. But again, it just, it's something about jerking off. I hate to, again, to be crass, that when I read this article and I'm like, he really wanted to be like, you gonna work for this. It just seems selfish with his corrupt ways, Danny Silas. And I rebuke you for you and uh, putting that lady in his, her hands into more unnecessary, uh, unnecessary crimes. Also this too, the thing that an alderman was riding around Chicago, and I know we are a corrupt ass city and a corrupt ass state, all right? I, I just saw, I think we're number one in the country this week. It's us, LA, then New York. Oh, did they update the corruption ratings? As far as as far as I think charges that have that have taken place, it's us, and then I think statewide we're either second or third statewide behind New York City, I believe. Right? Wow, New Jersey's not even by us anymore. I don't know. I couldn't tell you who's who else is around there. But the, the, the the reason that I bring it up is this. To think that we're so corrupt that an alderman is running around in, in the 2010s, whatever year this was, still getting 
paid sex, all right, at a at a, at a parlor. And it's not even like he getting this this at his crib or something. And with no fear of reprisal, lets you know just how corrupt corruption is in the city, in general. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's a, that's such a human thing, though. Too like I get it more so in Chicago, and I think it makes sense because Chicago is kind of like a New York ish type place in the middle of probably the nicest area in the country when you're talking about the Midwest with all these nice folks and people that are all trusting and everything. Mm-hmm. And some of these, we see it all the time with politicians everywhere. And I'm not surprised in Chicago, especially you get a little bit of power. It goes to your freaking head and then you start going crazy with it. I'm the alderman like that alderman with Wrigley. That was, Oh yeah. Didn't allow like the beer garden or something like, cause it would hurt the businesses there. Like, those kind of things it's like dude who are you serving right not the people that he's well actually i think a lot of that too with that alderman and wrigley i forget his name but he was looking to serve his constituency and kind of looking to himself to be a lightning rod not allow the rickets to just do whatever and also before that allowing the cubs to have more night games because it would have caused more congestion at night for the residents. That was part of his, what, what he was trying to get after for re-election or whatever. Uh, but I'm still with you, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, again, it just points out to just the city that we live in. And also this, cause I want to get into a story about uh, Chicago and what's going on with the new speed limit. But I, I ran across the article too. I'm sorry, Ryan, I didn't add this to the uh, rundown. Uh, just as I perused the news this morning about the water shortage is gonna start taking place out in Joliet and these uh, these suburbs because they they get their water out of wells from an aquifer, right? And it was, going, it was saying that they were either gonna have to get water from Hammond or us, basically still Lake Michigan water. Uh, but the reason they chose Chicago over Hammond is because they were worried about in the future it being a stickier situation going across state lines or whatever. And in a hundred years, it's supposed to bring like a billion dollars to Chicago. It's gonna take them like till I think like a decade at least to, to be able to build it out, to be able to get this water or whatever. But it was, it was it was saying that even if they start to get this water, their aquifer wouldn't be uh, uh, replenished for like another hundred years, uh, uh, a century, basically. You know what I'm saying? Like it would take a hundred years to get that aquifer back to where they wouldn't need to get water from Lake Michigan or whatever. And the thing that I thought about, Ryan, was one, you down there in Arizona, because one thing that we talk about a lot is moving out of Chicago. I mean, away from Illinois, not just out of Chicago and reading. And we, we've all grown up. Uh, as kids, I used to be a part of like the kids for conservation or whatever, but we've grown up in uh, a time where we were we were uh, cognizant of we have to try to protect the world, the planet, you know, like generations prior to us was like consume everything, burn it all, you know, and we grew up when it's like, no, you want to be green, you want to be sustainable and stuff like that. So, Ryan, have you heard anything about the water situation down there? And, like, where do you actually see I'm sure you get your water from underground. And like, and no, you- the Colorado River, baby. Oh, but see, hasn't that gone down now out of a lack of rainfall? See, that's why I'm not sure in a way. Because the Hoover Dam is, it, it is the dam on the Colorado River, right? I believe so, but I thought like, what's the um, lake out there? Lake Lake, it, it, lake it, Mead, right? Lake, but Lake Mead has gone down significantly. No, see, that's the opposite. Okay, I, tell me. Okay, so it went down a crap ton, Lake Mead, because mm-hmm. I went on that lake, uh, yeah, a few months ago or something when I was full of rolling, <laughs> full of rolling. <laughs> when I was visiting my friend out in Vegas. Uh, he, he took us out there and basically the water was way down and I was just like noticing 
because it's like surrounded by like mountains. Mountains. So you see where the water used to be at. You can yeah, see and I'm like, out. what's with this weird like coloration? Because you right. see like it looks like a straight like a line across line across everything, and it's like white down. And he was telling me like all oh, the water level went down. That's what it used to be, and it was like, oh my god! So this thing is just losing so much water. And he's like, actually, over the last couple of years, it's gone up crazy amounts because the Rockies are getting so much snow. Okay, and then it's melting and coming down into the Colorado. Okay, so even going back, so thank you for breaking that down, Ryan. So one problem with out in Joliet is some of the the scale, I believe, is is so thick. And it's it's in a, a fault zone that it won't even with the more water that we've gotten in precipitation, it won't allow it to drain down into the aquifer. So it's just like even the fact that global warming, because I think that's kind of what you just said, Ryan, as far as what's going on in the Rockies. Even right. in the fact with with climate change, I should say, I'm sorry, with yeah. climate change. It's not hot. It's snowing. What are you talking right. about? It's just, just the snow that we just had here the last three weeks here in Chicago. Uh, but still, it, it, how how it's set up, the, how the soil is built up, or whatever. You know, I'm not a geologist, but it's it's not getting down into the, the, the aquifer, so they're just fucked in Joliet, to say the least. All right. Speaking about being fucked, <laughs> I got this from the Tribune, right? Um, Mo, who we we jokingly call uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot. All right, Mo. Um, she's proposing a new, a new, not even proposing, going to effect. A new strict speed camera rules that starts Monday. And if the earlier warnings from this past month, they uh, basically gave you a warning if you went six miles above, it's just six miles, it's six miles above, you get $35. Above nine miles, I believe you get $100. All right. And the thing that, that jumps out to me, and what they're saying is that these tickets total revenue can be $95 million for the city. Uh, and it, it jumped out to me because one of the things that Lightfoot ran on was getting rid of some of this oppressive practices that the city has done. A lot of these camera places are on the south side and probably the west side. I don't go on the west side as much as I used to 15 years ago. Um, but, you know, like if you, for instance, from, from working downtown, you don't have these cameras. And, you know, damn well, they can make a killing downtown as many people go through lights and whatnot downtown. If they just want to put up red light cameras downtown, they, they would make a killing. But they don't want to mess with those people's money. But the people that don't have as much money, they put it on us. And initially, like when Rob did it, it was supposed to be for, like, the school districts and the park districts. That's where the cameras were supposed to be. So you wouldn't speed when the kids were in session. But now since we have uh, the COVID situation and kids are at home, they're going to take some of those cameras out. But they're only going to take like 20 of those cameras and they're going to put out like 120 more cameras, uh, these speed cameras, which they say is to slow people down because they, I think we've had uh, 44 more injuries through uh, uh, 44 more accidents or whatever the roads being open. But I just call bullshit. Uh, we know that there's been a big budget issue here in the city of Chicago. And again, I know she's a politician and politicians are going to say whatever they have to do to get in office. But when she was supposed to be such a, a breath of fresh air to know that if you and I don't even know, they haven't even broke down where these cameras are going to be. So usually these cameras are set up to like, for, for instance, me. There's a camera on uh, it's a girl. Listen, friend of the show, Heather, 
uh, she posted this on Instagram like a week ago. She was like, if you really that bad and courage and uh, courageous and a gangster, I, uh, show me how hard you are by driving uh, through the, the, the speed and through the light on Stony Island right there on 79th Street, right? Because anybody, we've all seen it, the cross sections mm-hmm. right there on 79th uh, in Stony, where there's a there's a speed a, a speed light camera right there, right? And there's one by the Museum of Science and Industry uh, right there and, and on Haynes. And they usually just take place when you go through the light. You know what I'm saying? That's usually where you get hit. Mm. Now, my interest would be, are these cameras on regardless if it's a green light or not? And they're just taking your damn speed. Because to me, I feel like then you are you're overstepping your bounds. All right. If this listen, if this is a nice open lane right there and I, I kick it up to 36 miles per hour, you need to just leave me the fuck alone. All right. Especially if I'm not causing any hurt or anything to anybody else. If you're telling me now that in the city of Chicago, we have to drive at 30 miles per hour or there's a severe risk of me always catching a thirty five dollar ticket or more, depending on how far I'm going to go over the speed limit. I'm going to be highly upset. And I'm also going to vote our ass out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is ridiculous. I mean, how many new taxes, new laws, new cameras and Chicago has been the running joke of corruption. We just talked about it like 10 minutes ago, how much corruption has come from Chicago. Like it's just ridiculous in a way. It, it kind of makes me feel a little bit better about moving away from Chicago. That's really the only place I'd want to live in Illinois. If I was a resident of Illinois, I'd want to be in Chicago, but man, these politicians there, they just pocket everything the dailies are known for their corruption and their stealing and ruining the city in that way. I mean, you just gave those updated rankings and it's like, what are you going to do with this extra money now with this speed limit? What are you going to do with it? Same old, same old. It's going to be pocketed somewhere. You're going to have a bunch of people skimming off the top. And then, you know what? Let's actually cut it down from six down to three because we need some more money you know what let's just let's just make it that it's 35 if it's 35 make it 25 you can't even go a mile over the speed limit like next it's going to be you can't text and walk tax or something like it's just ridiculous and Mm -hmm. when you know that none of that stuff is actually helping the city everybody's still leaving the city no one's coming into chicago this money isn't even being put into the city in a proper way that it's really helping people like at least if it was like oh wow look at how much the schools are benefiting from these speed light right okay maybe that's a silver lining you know maybe we'll just deal with it and just not speed and then you know you do it whatever but at least it's helping you know it's not helping it's going to nothing it looks the same with the lotto was supposed to do that and also marijuana now go ahead sit yeah i i know i agree with you guys i know hustle when i see one and you're going back to the history of those red light cameras i can't i think you kind of alluded to it early uh it was supposed to prevent accidents i'm using air quotes uh it doesn't prevent accidents. Uh, it causes more accidents. It causes more accidents. Thank you. Especially uh, with the weather we just had, like you mentioned three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank goodness, in the way I live in the suburbs, because you know you still have to drive carefully, but you know you can, for lack of a better term, get away with, with a little bit more in the suburbs. I'm not saying break the law. For a second, I thought you said thank goodness in the white, and then you changed. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. In the white. No, 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 no. Goodness gracious, is that the Okay. But if whenever I go driving into the city, which is rare, but when I do, you have to. For me, I have to drive with caution because 
you know, like Ryan said, now, you know, if it's like 35, you get caught, you're going to get a $35 ticket. And also with those yellow lights, they're quicker in the city than they are in the suburbs. That also made that one uh, uh, point out. Because you will be in the suburbs and you will stop and you'll be like, it's still on yellow. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Damn mm. it. In the city, it's By just the like way. that the snap of my finger when it's a yellow light, yellow light, red light, just mm. like that. By the way, I'll give I'll give Illinois some credit. They figured out the traffic light system because it is horrendous out here. Oh, yeah. Horrendous. I want to know the asshole that invented or set up these grids traffic light system in Arizona. I would just kick him straight in the dick for being a fucking idiot. (laughs) It's got it's actually improved here. Like I noticed some days where like it's been like the last seven or eight months where all the lights now are like synced up on Stony to where it's like, damn, I'm just driving up this bad boy. Like right. I'm not stopping or whatever. You're like, who? Bravo, whoever did this, right? Like it, it should make sense. Yeah. All right, you you stop going this way. Everyone north and south go. You stop the east to west go. Like open it up so that everyone can go. Go ahead. All right. Like that is totally correct. I remember just never having that issue in Chicago, in Chicago, Illinois. They do a good job with that. I can't tell you how many times that I've lived here in just this short amount of time where I'm waiting at a red light because the opposite side has no cars going and it's just a green light and it gets the full green light as if cars are going. I am just cursing at the sky at this point. Hey, y'all got those. So many times. You, do you have those like dangly lights where they're not really fixed, fixed on something? No, they are. They're fixed. Okay, okay. Because that even that's even more. It's like, what y'all I doing know. out here? I right. Know. Like, lights swinging in the wind. Maybe let's put some steel <laughs> around these lights. Right, right. What's, what's going on? All right. All right. Switch it off into something else. Uh, Arsenio Hall appeared on the Lake Show. Arsenio Hall, and I actually saw. Uh, a clip with Arsenio Hall was on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and I saw a clip with Eddie Murphy was on um, Jimmy Fallon, the Jimmy Fallon Show, right? Uh, and of course, because next week on Friday on Amazon, you can watch Coming to America Two is going to be dropping or whatever, right? And oh, it is not dropped. I thought it dropped already. No, nah, I, I have two rounds because I know the preview, which I haven't watched. I've been wanting to watch it with my family. I haven't watched the preview. Is, is has been out for like two or three weeks now, at least. Um, because like yeah, when it, I go to Amazon, it'll say coming to America too, and I guess that it, must be you like, gotta hype it up. You gotta hype yeah. it up, man. That was that was huge in the community, man. Like I said, I went to see that movie, it was actually huge in the Bukovetsky house, too. Oh, mm. all right, my mom, not much of a movie person, loves coming to America, but that's how that's why it was it was it was a it was a crossover phenomenon, basically, right? So, well, the people, white people didn't like uh Harlem Nights, which is terrible on you. Um, they didn't like Della Reese. Put that on me. I'll take it for the, the community. Yeah, you take that. Ones. You take that. I remember. I think. It, I think it was me, my brother, and some friends. May have went. And my this is the only movie my grandma went into the movie. That also lets you know how important. Like she was taking us. But she was like, "I'm gonna go see this too." This is the only time my grandmother actually went in the movie with us. Right? She didn't sit with us though. She said some um, some rows back or whatever. Uh, but he was on there on uh, a late night with uh, Jimmy Fallon asked him about the famous people he knows. And he uh, said that the um, Dave Chappelle situation with uh, Michael Jackson actually happened. That Charlie Murphy said that, you know what I'm saying? That it was shirts and blouses. And he, he confirmed that that was a true story. Or whatever. 
But anyway, so he's asking blouses. He was like, Charlie Murphy was like, <laughs> yeah, we's going to be the shirt versus the black. Like, he did it like Charlie Murphy. It was like, it, it made you think. I got this cat eyeing me up and down. Like, what are you looking at me like that for? You know where you got that from. And it certainly wasn't the men's department. <laughs> I'm happy that uh, Netflix did right by Dave Chappelle and also Comedy Central because ironically, for the last three months, I've had a hankering to want to watch old Chappelle shows, and now it's like, okay, it's cool if I end up getting back to it or whatever. All right. Oh my gosh, really quick on that. I've been wanting to watch it too, and then D, I think, like, next day sent that, like, video of him, like, doing the stand-up, but talking about the truth, about how we should all boycott it, so I was like, great. Right, The first day I start watching, I got a boycott. Did you see see on the thread two weeks ago when Melvin posted that new Chappelle stand-up? No, I did not. All right, so watch watch that one. Um, and, and, and during that, he talks about how the fans are everything. And because they stopped watching the Chappelle show when he brought it up, it became worthless. And Viacom gave him his rights back and also gave him some money. So and Netflix and Netflix debuted it back on Netflix because Netflix had taken it off because he asked them to. Mm-hmm. But he was like, he gets money from. That. So it's you're clear now. It's basically what I'm saying. Get get yes. your sell show horn. Nice. They, they I did it right. But he the, the great thing about it, he was like, this is I really fuck with y'all because you know all we have is each other, and this is what you all did for me by just doing that for me or whatever. It was pretty. It was pretty tight or whatever. So he was on, a, uh, uh, Arsenio Hall was on the Colbert show and he was talking about the Arsenio Hall show, which ran from 89 to 94. And despite airing at the same time as Johnny Carson's Tonight Show, he, uh, Hall actually credits the legendary late night host with helping him succeed. Sometimes Johnny would come across somebody he thought was really great, but he didn't discover uh, talent, said Hall. He means by discover talent, you know, Johnny didn't necessarily usually put on people that weren't established acts for the most part. Uh, me, being the young guy, I would put on a new Mariah Carey or Will Smith, and they would give me names. Like, they gave me Usher Raymond once because, I guess, Ed, uh, Edmund Mann, who used to be the, the, the side man for Johnny Carson, who also used to do public clear shots, you didn't know, was the host of Star Search. Uh, Usher was on Star Search, so that's how... Usher ended up on uh, the Arsenio Hall show because Ed McMahon had hooked it up. Carson was uh, apparently a big fan of Hall, even though their shows at the same time. Uh, they catered to two different audiences that led for more support and less competition. I really like this because, I, listen, I don't know why, and it's going to sound like, what the hell are you talking about? Johnny Carson always has a, had a warm spot in my heart as a kid growing up. I enjoy watching the show, even though it was not catered towards me. One, just being a young person outside of being a young African-American, but I enjoyed the show uh, a, a majority of the time. Listen, I actually remember as a kid turning off the, the Johnny Carson's of the Tonight Show when uh, uh, um, what's his name? What's 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 his name that took over after uh, Jay Leno? Jay Leno. Jay Leno used to co- used to host, sit in for Johnny Carson. I'd be like, ah, oh, it's Leno all tonight. Turn his mess off, right? Uh, and then, I mean, of course, and I know Sydney, you can speak to this of uh, how seminal. The Arsenio Hall show was for mm-hmm. us. Like it was dude. I remember, listen, I don't know how old I am. I remember, I believe Johnny Carson's, I mean, not Johnny Carson, Arsenio Hall set in for um Joan Rivers when she had yeah. got fired by Fox or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause she's had a late night show or whatever. And right, I, then he took it over for the last few weeks, last and then that's how he got his contract. And that's that Arsenio Hall show used to mean so much to us. I hate the fact that. When he came back out like five years ago, it didn't stick. But I, I blame myself because I, w- I would record him. I wouldn't watch him. I had like, th- 
30 of them damn things on my DVR, right? I, 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 I didn't even fully watch the episode with him and Prince, which that was the one I was looking so forward to. Uh, but it was just good to see that Johnny Carson, who as a kid you thought seemed like he was a good person, I mean, is, is actually was actually the person that you thought he was. Yeah, it's cool to hear stories like that, passing um, information and helping uh, you know, helping your fellow man down from one gen- older generation to the younger generation. Now, I remember this uh, the Arsenio Hall show being as important because, as you mentioned, Ken, Arsenio was the first black person to um, man or woman to get there on late night talk show. Not to bring it uh, to sports, but I remember when he had Magic Johnson on. Uh, he went on Arsenio Hall show after he announced to the world that he had HIV. That was a, a, a great show. You can catch some of the stuff on YouTube, by the way, especially some of our younger viewers. But uh, he had sports stars on. He had music stars on, both black and white. He had Red Hot Chili Peppers on. He had TLC. He had Troop. So he had a diverse um a group of guests and musical acts. And also, I'm sure you remember this, Ken. Remember, he had one, he had a band that played his intro music. They were they were a great band. And also behind them, he had a, he had an audience. Like tonight, he had a, he had a special thing. Like tonight, uh, he, uh, the audience was, um, uh, here's oh, some, yeah. uh, the, the group of fans who like uh, big women with big booties. He brought that to late night television. It was just so creative and, and it, it was just so sad that it went off the air the uh, the way that it did. I did read up some stuff about that a few weeks ago, watching some videos on YouTube here and there, of course. Uh, according to him, or, or talking about Arsenio, he said that when his show went off the air, he already decided months before that uh, that he wasn't no longer going to do it. But, of course, if you guys don't know, the story was that after he brought on the, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, it was a wrap. Well, I mean, I think it was a rap when he brought Farrakhan on because he knew what was happening. Like, well, if I'm going out, mm-hmm. I'll bring Farrakhan on, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember thinking as a kid. It was like, yeah, I'm going out. I may as well do it or uh, whatever. I also think uh, about Ed McMahon calling Arsenio about uh, Usher. Like, hey, Arsenio, yes, Ed, I got this black kid. <laughs> yes, hello, there. <laughs> I can dance his ass off, right? Johnny wants nothing to do with his ass over here. <laughs> <laughs> he can sing, he can dance. He'd be perfect for your show. Not good for us. We need established good acts. You can have this. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so again, uh, definitely shout out to Johnny Carson. And I hopefully, uh, hopefully too, that after Come to America, hopefully too does it does well. They can find, our senior hall can find some new platform to kind of do the Arsenio Hall show. I don't know if the late night is necessarily a thing because we don't consume our stuff the same way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't watch any late night show, period, let alone consistently. And the guy that I loved, I stopped watching him years ago in Conan. Like, I didn't even support Conan. And I love Conan O'Brien, right? Yeah, I because, gave up late night when he was on The Tonight Show, basically. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was a wrap. And you waited for that until that damn Jerry Leno. I know, <laughs> I would always wait for that late, late, night show what was it was it the late night yeah it was the it was the he was the late night show and yeah then, he was on after jay leno then it was the late late night but, they had like was RC that what was it called was it, it, was the, it was the late night show i believe it was the late night show mm-hmm. let me let me just check real quick because if we can look at yeah because johnny carson is the tonight show so okay. it was the mm-hmm. it was the late night show because he freaking killed in that slot like that was a legendary time for conan 
Come on, dog. It's the year, Drina. <laughs> Dude, that show used to just be so know. good as a short. So good. Up. It used to be so like that hit the spot for being a young. That was so good. Yeah, that, that, that Max was Max Weinstein and his just. Oh, come on, Drew. It was just <laughs> listen. And even after Andy had left, it, it right. was still, like it was that that show used to. It just used to be top notch. But speak, switching over to a little bit of sports. This from ESPN. Um, LeBron James on Friday. Missed, uh, dismissed Zoltans. I'm not gonna give his last name because I'm not gonna butcher it. Zlatan. Z- Zlatan. Do you have? Do you know his last? Can you pronounce his last name correctly, Ryan? It's like Ibrimovic, but I okay. don't know if that's correct. Zlatan. I know Zlatan is right. Zlatan. <laughs> his criticism of his social media activism uh, said the AC uh, Milan stars comments were uh, hypercritical. Zoltan said, "Do what you're good at. Do the category that you do." I play football because I'm the best at playing football. I'm no politician. If I had been a politician, I would be doing politics. This is my first. Mis- uh, this is the first mistake famous people do when they become famous and come uh, into a certain status. For me, it's better to avoid certain topics and do what you do best, uh, what you're best at doing, because otherwise, it doesn't look good. James pointed out. Uh, as far as all time that he was the same guy who said that when he was back in Sweden, because his last name wasn't a certain name, that he felt there was some racism going on. And he was when he was out on the pitch. I speak from a vegetarian. This is LeBron James. I speak from a very educated mind. So I'm uh, kind of the wrong guy to go actually to actually go at because I do my homework. Several years ago of the incident, Zoltan said he was subjected to undercover racism in his native Sweden because of his Bosnian roots gave him a surname that doesn't sound traditionally Swedish. I'm not an Anderson or a seven, uh, Zoltan said on a Canal uh, Plus in 2018, referring to what he considered uh, racist treatment from the media. If I would be, trust me, they would defend me. And if I robbed a bank, they would defend me. James went on to say, I would never shut up about these things. uh, And I'm not wrong. Uh, Blah, blah, skip. I don't even want to, I don't need to go into either more of that. I found it just Zoltan. First of all, it's all time to be. And you remember when he was out there with uh, L.A. football team. Um, the Galaxy, you know, I believe. He was with the Galaxy. I thought he was with the, the football team. Yeah, I, I thought it was the Galaxy. No. Okay, you could be right. You could be. Let me. Let me. Uh, let me just see real quick. Because Zlatan, I, you want yeah. Zlatan? You got Zlatan. You're right. You're right. He was with the Galaxy. He wasn't with the football team. Um, I think I when they had one of those cross. Uh, uh, Cross rival uh, matches that the the football team was starting to get kicked the galaxy's ass though around that time. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, listen, was a magnet. People enjoyed his antics and stuff like that. Uh, but for him, the one to know racism in his own country because of his Bosnian roots, and it's funny. I had read something about Zoltan saying this two weeks ago, not the LeBron part, but about his his Bosnian roots and being discriminated against. Uh, for him not to be able to correlate that with what's going on here in America and telling the athlete he should shut up and just play is stupid, ignorant, and just some bullshit. Like, and also, it's the height of your own privilege because a certain degree you can understand what's going on here with African Americans, but then due to your race, it still allows you to be oblivious and be like, yeah, it's not that important. And it, for, for anybody to say someone of status that can shine a light on something, shouldn't shine a light on something, is fucking ignorant. Especially when, unfortunately, black people have had to over-depend on celebrities and athletes because we don't have 
uh, a new a, a new bounty of leaders to step up into the void that was left after leaders in the past being assassinated or leaders not taking the final step to get black people to where they necessarily need to be. So when just to see Zoltan says this shit, I just want to say to Zoltan, shut your bitch ass up. <laughs> yeah, I kind of just included it because it's just silly when you hear these kind of things like who is what was her name that went after LeBron to shut up and dribble on Fox it News? Laura it wasn't. Engel. Okay. Laura, like, who are you to be the expert on politics? Like, what gives you this expert opinion versus LeBron because you're on Fox News as a host? OK, who cares? You need a person that can talk and that can handle the camera and has charisma or has enough entertaining uh, value that people keep coming back to the TV. That doesn't mean you're good at knowing politics or understanding politics or even advising people how they should see politics. For LeBron, I think he is really good as an activist. And to just think that athletes can't be activists is silly because we know there's always going to be outliers for everything. There's always going to be people that with their platform, like a LeBron James, that they're going to be able to help out other people and actually be a positive influence rather than just looked at as, oh, you're overstepping because you're an athlete. You should stick in your lane. Like LeBron, he is he's in the muck. Like he's not this this guy that's just like living in an ivory tower like Laura Ingle or some of these other people that are going after him and saying, stick to your lane like you don't get it. I think LeBron gets it a lot more than a lot of celebrities. Laura Ingle, too, she should know more about politics if that's what she's versed in as far as her job. I'm with you with everything that you were saying. Um, and, and also, I go back to when LeBron, I can't remember, and I'm sorry to say this, there's been so many tragic uh, black murders that have taken place. I can't, I'm mixing up in my head right now which one LeBron first got asked to get involved with. I forget the, the basketball player who was on his team. Um, I can't remember if it was, I don't think it was Brian Grant. I forget who the basketball player was on LeBron's team with the Cavs at the time. But he asked LeBron to say something about something, and LeBron was like, I don't know enough about it to say something. That was the last time LeBron did something like that, after, after which he would, was always out front because, as he said, he educates himself on these types of issues. You know what I'm saying? So it's again to what you're saying, Ryan. He's not an idiot who's just jumping out. And one thing I, I should have read in the article, he points out that there are 300 kids at his uh, academy that he is their voice. And we can be like, yeah, right. right. No, that's his academy. He is their voice. And it's one thing to be like, think, think about this. Like, I'm a kid and uh, I go to LeBron James Academy and it helps my parents or uh, parent. Uh, learn uh, uh, economics because they do a lot of stuff with parents at LeBron's Academy too. Uh, and it, it's, it's, it's helped to at least begin to get raise my family out of poverty. And the guy that started all this, he can't talk about politics because he drove a basketball, right? Like, so, and what does that teach me, right? Like, what am I? Oh, well, once you do that, you, you ain't got no right to speak about nothing. Like, no, LeBron is, LeBron is one of the, the biggest athletes in the world today and moving forward. And of all time. Yes, and of all, he's the biggest athlete, probably out of perhaps a soccer player. I'm not thinking of, um, but of the inner of the of the uh, social media age. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, give, you, we, we have to go. Who, who's bigger in the social media age than LeBron James? Basically, since he came through it when it was in its infancy. You know what I'm saying? So, why? So the biggest athlete. Listen, if Michael Jordan didn't want to talk about something back in the days, and we don't agree with that. That's his person. That's 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 on him. You know what I'm saying? But going from and one reason that I love Muhammad Ali 
uh, 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 Bill Russell, Jim Brown, and uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It's because, one, they weren't even making nowhere near this type of money, weren't getting any type of nowhere near this endorsements and shoe deals, and they were risking their livelihood for their people. And right. also, too, all of them lived in the same area due to the German crow laws, too. So they were all affected in the same way. On, on top of that, Sydney, we're risking their fucking lives. Yeah. All right. Someone could have just came and popped their ass and went on about their motherfucking day because they didn't like the fact that this Negro was talking more than just dribbling, throwing, or carrying a football. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. when you're sitting for, 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 so when I see that, I mean, that's one of those things that we love about LeBron. And again, Fuck whoever has something to say about it. That's my last point. Sydney, did you have anything else you wanted to add? Uh, just quickly, I'm not saying that LeBron James doesn't care about the community or the, the youth because I know that he does. But let's be honest here. Part of it is ego, too, only because uh, you, you brought up Michael Jordan uh, back in the day. You know as well as I, I do, Ken, that if athletes really spoke out like that, we had Craig Cotches on this show many a times, and, and he could uh, attest to what Michael did behind the scenes. But if athletes really uh, – um, stepped out on subjects that people didn't want them to talk about. They were blackballed. And so LeBron James studied that, and he knows that now. Yeah, he's he, uh, pe- people in, in, in statues like that, in terms of LeBron James and his uh, parameter, uh, you're still going to get some criticism, but for the most part, he's liked. But LeBron James is aware of that, and let's be honest, that he likes it that uh, he doesn't get knocked down as much as Michael Jordan did back in the day. I uh, just want people to realize that we're living in a different time. So LeBron James, he wants to be known as just the greatest athletes of all time. He wants to be the greatest athlete philanthropist of all time as well. Not saying he doesn't care. He does, but it's also about uh, ego and his perception that he wants to present to the public as well. Uh, maybe. I think ego can be involved in anything, so I don't want to discount what you're saying, but I do think it's a lot more genuineness uh, with it with LeBron. Uh, also, I, I, I think reading the room that he, he has more leeway than at the time Mike had, but you got, mm-hmm. in some ways that's a catch-22, because Mike comes after, basically 20 years after Muhammad Ali and those guys. So he's, just the same way people will say, well, LeBron can do that now because of what Jordan did, well, there are guys who stuck their neck out 20 years before Jordan could have stuck his neck out. So I don't want to just look at it through that lens of what Jordan did do this. Does LeBron know that it helps me to be this person in, in, in some people's eyes? Yeah, but there are a lot of people's eyes who disagree with LeBron. I, one thing I love about LeBron is he, to me, is like, I'm rich, you motherfuckers can't tell me nothing. I like that, especially when it, when that correlates with him helping his people. Like, I'm not, listen, you going to either buy my stuff, but the type of money I'm making it's not like I'm just I'm at 20 mil and I'm worried about getting my next 20. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm at 550, right? You know what I'm saying? And I already I, the, the, the next 300 is lit up. So imagine I'm at a billion in about 10 years. Like, what you going to tell me, basically? And I love to see that mm-hmm. type of action taken by a black person, male or female. Yeah, he's giving you the playbook, you know, uh, make more than enough money to feed your kids, your kids, kids that were, the stuff like this doesn't affect you. Yeah, totally. totally. Where's the Zlatan jersey, Sydney? <laughs> Not over here. Right, because that bad boy be going in the fire grill. Like, ready? I got the fluid for it. All right, Stick, sticking with uh, black. Uh, Tanahashi Coates has been hired to pin a screenplay for the all-new Superman uh, feature produced by J.J. Abrams uh, that may introduce a first big screen black Superman. Coates screenplay, and this is from Yahoo Entertainment. 
uh, will be centered around a black Superman, an idea previously explored by Black Panther star Michael B. Jordan in 2019. In 2009, a writer Grant Morrison introduced Calvin Ellis, a.k.a. Kal-El, uh, in, a, in the pages of The Final Crisis. Modeled after Barack Obama, Calvin became a U.S. president on Earth-23 and continued to protect and serve the public as Superman as well. DC Comics have revealed that the popular character will be part of an Infinite Frontier event, which launches in March. So uh, for everybody that's been, I guess, who, whoever's been out there ickling for a black suit, even though we used to have a black suit, that used to be like a, a little toy. It was like a sunman. Right. Which was always like kind of funny because it was like, well, Superman gets his power from the sun, you know, because Superman, of course, and they scientists have said this. If he <laughs> got his power from the sun, he would have to have some melanin probably or whatever. But to the point, I want to know y'all thoughts on a, a black Superman. Uh, since we go with controversy over him saying LeBron is all about ego. Let's go to City Brown. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want more controversy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sydney, go ahead. Light it up. But it, it sounds like to me, uh, you can correct, you guys can correct me if I'm one wrong. One, Hollywood is waking up uh, to their walkiness. Number yeah, two, so. uh, the people that complained about the Oscars being so white, uh, guess what happened? The Oscars were black for the entire year. I'm not saying it shouldn't be a black Superman. Uh, I'm all for it. But it seems like to me, a uh, few people that are complaining just for no reason is like, Hollywood is buckling down to uh, please a small percentage of people. It's just like I'm not going. I'm not saying that wasn't going to be a black Superman. Yes, it's entertainment at the end of the day. But it seems like to me a small group of people that they're complaining for no reason. It seems like they get their way. Like I said, maybe I'm looking at it wrong, but that's just the way I see it. I think I'll say this before Ryan jumps. I think they've seen the amount of money you can get with having these black characters front and center, looking at the Black Panther itself and how they've neglected getting to these dollars. Um, I think that, and, and when you look at the thing too, Superman is so bland. I love Superman, period. All right, my favorite DC character is Superman. <gasps> but it, who, who, who would you think I was gonna say? Somebody without powers that- He's uh, <laughs> easily one of the worst characters of anything, period. No, they don't use him right. You know, like the, pro the problem is with Superman, Superman hangs out well, with- Superman, no, he hangs out with people that don't have enough power. So he has to, so he looks, he looks like he's, he's omnipotent, right? It's like, man, you can't beat him because he ran around with Batman, just some rich boy in some tights. You, you can't really, you know, like you need Superman to be out there with like Galacticus all day long. You know what I'm saying? Like that's who you, Superman can't be down here fighting the Lex Lugan. Of course you're going to think it's corny when he's not, you're not putting him in the world with yeah. real threats. But he is the yeah. dopest of all dopes. No. This, who, so who's your favorite DC character, Ryan? Uh, I would take basically any of them over him. Even what? Even Aquaman? Mm, I think maybe Superman oh, above oh, Aquaman. Okay. I got a huge problem with Superman. I don't like characters that have no flaws. And Kryptonite, get that fucking shit out of here. This dumbass fucking unbelievably hard material to find. And anytime he gets like shot with Kryptonite or whatever, he's always fine anyway. So Kryptonite's more like just a bad bender trip for Superman, if anything. It has nothing to do with him actually having a weakness. And then on top of it, too, 
like you said, if Superman was in the environment that you're talking about, I would probably love the shit out of Superman. But that mm-hmm. is not the environment that he is a part of. He is a part of the human environment at all times, dealing with dumbass humans unless some other alien comes down, and it's mm-hmm. always the same. How many – what was the Superman where they get trapped in, like, the – the glass and starts flying off into space. Yeah, the quantum or the, I forgot what right. it is. Yeah, what a, it's like two or three, and then when they made Man of Steel, they're like, "Huh, who do we have as a villain?" Well, let's just get some more aliens from his home planet. We'll have more Supermans, and he'll fight those Supermans. <laughs> like, come on, it's just so lame. Like, I don't know. I need something. Listen, like that. A man that can never fully love down a woman. Because he's so super strong, deserve your respect. That's another thing. I, I don't know how I feel about the virgin superhero that has no weakness. He's not a virgin. You see that show that got the Superman and uh, Lois coming out? They got kids. I think in the comic books they've had some iterations of having kids. But I mean, well, then your previous one is flawed. He can be with a woman. Listen, but think about just the weakness of his strokes out of fear of harming her. Right? Like you can't like oh. You know. <laughs> That's that's just adding to my reason why I don't Batman like just Batman just out here right. with That's no my dog head. right there. Get it, boy. Batman, Batman is like the head lead character in a, a what what is that a, a fifty? What's the thing? The Fifty Shades of Grey. That's Batman, right? Stringing chicks up and stuff <laughs> with his freaking ass stuff, right? Just ah, I, hey, I, mean, I relate with that guy a lot more than that. I'm regular. I can do all this filth, far <laughs> filth. I'll say this. Um, it's straight that they're doing a black Superman, um, but I, and, and I, I, it's, this is a double-edged sword. Like, for me, when people are like, man, you need like a black 007, I'm like, why don't you make a new character? Even though people would be like, yeah, but that's the character, all right? Um, but I, just like Nick Fury, and I initially was like, a black Nick Fury? Why? Just make a character that's a black guy, right? Like, sometimes I, I view it as being lazy. But I understand that my biasness can be incorrect in that. Because even if you create a new character, that character isn't necessarily, especially in, in, in the first 10 years at least, and I would say 20 to 30, isn't going to mean as much as Superman and what Superman stands for. And for some kid out there, now I'm a grown adult, so a black Superman isn't going to change enough with me, right? But for some kids to actually see that a black person, one, can be that character, but also there can be a black Superman that can mean a lot to some young people uh, seeing something like that. So even though for me sometimes, and I'm not even really saying this as much as Superman, but mm-hmm. sometimes when they just black stroke a character and make them black, um, I feel like why not create new new characters or whatever? Uh, even And I'm sure some people should back those characters are established. And even if we create new characters, maybe people won't fall in line with it. Uh, but still, I think there's definitely some pros. to uh, and There's more pros than cons, I would say. And also from it being like Earth-23, this is like DC and Marvel doing multiverse all the stuff. So you're still going to have your white Superman. He'll be back. All right? Like he just, <laughs> Let's hope it won't not. Be, Let's hope not. This won't be the end. I mean, but you said now, but this The worst is, thing than having one Superman is having two. So hopefully we just stick with the one. But but see, this also shows show you how uh, when Earth is in a bad place, how they always throw it to black people. They be like, man, you know what? It's, we going to suck for the next four years. Give it to a blackie, right? Did this dude got to be president and save the planet? Like he got to I do like that little story, though. And, and, and then on top of that, like, what's what's Putin? What's Putin gonna say? Like ca- calling up, talking trash to me, right? right. Or Saudi Arabia? I'm like, you know, I will I beam your ass from where I sit. 
All right, like from right here. Was his first rule to evacuate the troops from the Middle East so he could just take care of it himself? Right. And but also your president has all this blood literally on his hands. <laughs> yeah, as he walks into the office. Right, and dripping in blood. Oh man, Putin was wilding out there, man. I gotta clean so we up. We still got that uh three thirty meeting with Sweden or Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Later on the show, we were talking about driving and traffic. We're going to get back and close out with some traffic traffic offenses. This is from uh, Complex. A woman was arrested after allegedly crashing her car and calmly fleeing the scene in the Uber in Miami Beach. The incident, which went down on Tuesday at Fernandez Food Market and saw the woman later identified as Sharon Martinez Lazaro of Los Angeles, ultimately fleeing the scene as a passenger in a Chrysler. The footage from the aftermath showed the witness, including a videographer, who was repeatedly calling out Martinez Larazzo about the potential detrimental impact of her actions. Brian Frawl, a witness who shot uh, some of the footage, said she was more concerned about her designer bag and her stupid backpack uh, she was pulling on. Martinez Larazzo, 27, was ultimately charged, uh, ultimately arrested, I should say, after authorities tracked uh, down the getaway car on I-395. She has been charged with leaving the scene of an accident and with property damage. Uh, per a report from TMZ, who also shared the footage of the crash aftermath, the getaway car was an Uber. Uh, the alleged driver identified as Bobby Stone was also arrested and now faces an accessory after Whoa. the fact charge. Yes, an accessory after the fact Whoa. charge. The alleged driver is said to have confessed to being aware of the initial crash, though he still helped Martinez Lorenzo leave this. Exactly. I was waiting for you to do that you one, right? Like, who needed that money that bad? Like, what, you, you crash? Get your ass in. Wait, um, why? Uh, how? So he says he knew? He confessed? I mean, he probably picked her up right there. <laughs> right. Can you just play like, oh, that looks like an accent there. But she, know. You know, she told him. You know, she was in there like, I crashed. Yeah, did they got the recording? I didn't hear her say anything. She I'm never said anything. I'm with you, right? <laughs> Prove it. Prove she said something to me. The vehicle used in the crash was a four-door Dodge Charger with Florida tags. Prior to the crashing into the market, the car was driving on the sidewalk. The damage to the shop is estimated as five grand. She wow. was just gonna leave that bad boy. Oh, she was. Yeah. was oh, yeah. Marissa, but with her tag, like she was gonna get away with it though. If that, like, if she, if she owns that car, rented that car, borrowed it from somebody, it was gonna get right back to her. And Shannon was like, I mean, I think the thing that sticks out to me is the attitude that so many people had today. Like, so and like, it's, right. we live. It's so prevalent right. today. And like, you ran over that lady. And, and it's just like our our natural reaction is to disassociate. Right, like I, I don't care. It's like no, we care, motherfucker. Right, like no, this is literally me. disassociate. Like this is crazy. <laughs> like oh, let me get out of my car, grab my bags. I got my phone here. Oh, <laughs> five minutes away. Maybe I'll start walking down the road here. Make it a little bit easier for him to pick me up. At the, uh-huh. nerd, at the nerd to hop in the Uber room. Shorty's literally fled, fled. She was not playing. She's like, I got shit to do. Right? Shorty was like, I'm not making that uh, no report. I was going to go to the clubs. Come on. Come on. I know somebody I know somebody who would have given her a ride. Sydney Brown. Sydney Brown, where you got to oh, go? Oh, no. No. No, no. Not I know where, listen, no, no. I don't know. After I don't he know heard where, the last name, I think he'd second consider it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where you're supposed to go, but I know where you're going. All right. <laughs> Sidney Brown House. <laughs> that would be right. great. You see Sid pull up. He's not even in an Uber. Just, I'll help you, man. 
<laughs> no, no, no. Pull up. Sis sees that she got to an accident. Pulls up like an accessory. He throws his, the door open. Get in! Get in! <laughs> Come on! Now, I saw this. I saw this. This was great. I, it seemed like it was in Philadelphia or something. I saw this like a month ago on Instagram. It was this, uh, this kid hauling ass. He's like a block and a half down the streets. The people are on the corner filming. He's a block and a half down the street. Hauling ass is a cop behind him, right? Cops chasing and chasing. All of a sudden, you hear a dirt bike. The dirt bike comes flying up the street. The kid has about a car's length, maybe a car's length and a head, uh, half ahead of the cop. The kid on the mo- the motorcycle is like, jump on, jump on. Stops. <laughs> the kid jumps on the back of the motorcycle and they take off. And the cop just, <sighs> and I was like, especially being somebody that grew up in the city, like, that was wonderful. You should look out for your fellow man, as long as he didn't murder anybody. I, I just felt like that. So, again, with this, even though this was different, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Last one. Uh, this is this one we're going to all enjoy. Uh, from Yahoo News. Two commercial fishermen from the mainland were jailed Thursday after police said they were caught in the Keys. My dad grew up part of his life in Florida Keys uh, with the haul of illegal seafood that started at a hundred undersized rung lobster. A hundred undersized lobster tails, right? I know, I must say it right now. I know all this shit was headed to Red Lobster. Uh, their catch also included <laughs> the home, the home of undersized lobster tails. Red lobster should be a damn shame of his damn self. The, a specific catch- one run by a very shady manager. Their catch also included 17 undersized stone crab claws, four undersized whole lobsters, and one undersized mutton snapper, according to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. Uh, Asvaldo Hernandez, 65, listed as a seafood business owner in Fort Lauderdale, and Vladimir Medina Martin, uh, 43, in Miami, Miami, were each arrested on felony charges of taking 100 or more undersized lobsters. Anything over 100 is a felony, uh, said FWC officer uh, Bobby Dube. Uh, it was, it's a great bust. It's been a while since we've seen these numbers like that. Hernandez and Medina Martin were taken into county jail on Friday. Hernandez remains in jail on a $30,000 bond, while Medina Martin was locked up for $75,000 bond, according to the jail records. Right. You know what I'm saying? The deputy could smell the fish as he approached the van, which Hernandez was driving and called for backup. The officer said Hernandez told the deputy he could look inside of the van. Why in the world would you let them look inside of the van? The officers arrived and noticed the lobster claws in the van seemed to be rather small. For anybody that doesn't know this, if you really haven't committed some terrible crime, you don't have to let them search shit, all right? The officer, I've done it, all right? I've been pulled over for speed and going to college. The officer said, can I search a vehicle? I told him, no, all right? right. <laughs> no, you do not have to. Let's take you, listen, it's a ticket. That does not mean that you are this man's bitch. Take your yes. ticket and go on about your life. You do not, because you got a speeding ticket, have to open your world to this motherfucker. This dude should not. He'd be like, man, it smells fishy. And I'd be like, it sure does. Right? Welcome <laughs> to Florida Keys, baby. Like, it's fishy all around this bitch. He should have told <laughs> fucking Martin, throw the sheet over the, the baby crab, the baby crab and lost the leg. The problem was Martin was playing with them in the back, and it really <laughs> <laughs> And it's funny, uh, so Afton, uh, you know, both grew up in Catholic school, but Afton is Catholic, Catholic, and uh, she observes Lent, right? Which, for as long as I've known, has been like, good for you, kiddo. Um, 
So on Fridays, you know, she only eats fish. She does well on Friday. She doesn't eat red meat basically on Fridays or whatever d- during Lent. I did and a we'll fish see. fry yesterday myself. Look at you! Look at you! <laughs> and um, we're sitting there and talking about something to get to eat. And I was making a joke because you know we've always talked about you know we've never ordered red lobster delivered to the crib. I'm not the biggest red lobster fan. But let me leave with that because it's like, come on, man, this isn't yeah. seafood, seafood, yeah. right? But the thing is. And I made a joke. I'm like, man, these whole baby lobster tips. Like, real lobster is so disrespectful with the size of lobster tips. Dude, it's, it's just, it's like, these, I know, listen, I know that those lobsters are the same size of the lobsters that red, red lobsters are. <laughs> and the worst part is, red lobsters Martin? don't even, exactly, where did you think they were going? But um, it's like, they don't need what's just good and bad. They don't even lie to you about it. Like when you look at the ads, they like they like tiny lobster tails. It's like, dude, who the hell wants this or whatever? But I just found it funny uh, that one these guys stole that much. And listen, they have to know. I watch like uh, I watch like Texas uh, uh, Game Warden TV show from time to time or whatever. Of course, and, of course, you did. <laughs> you know I do. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound hillbilly redneck? Yeah, especially in the state of Texas. Since in Texas, listen, I was—I'm gonna tell you a real quick a story about the Texas uh, Game Warden TV show, right? So I've been watching the show, right? I'm watching it this one time. I'm going like on the binge watching it and shit, right? And I'm like, man, you know what I like about this show, man? It's not like cops where they always have some black person or some trumped up charges and shit. Like, you know, majority of the time they pull somebody over, you know, some white person or whatever. You know, not hating, but hating, but maybe it's a Latino or whatever. It's Texas. But you know, they don't be having us out here all crazy. As soon as I said that shit, they're like, yeah, we got a, a two, a two 11, 12, right? And this is old, old ass officer running. He got an a, 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 a AR-15 with him, right? Yeah, they said it was bank robbery or something. I'm like, oh shit. They, they got him <laughs> behind his house, right? They on foot, they on foot. All right, we got, they, now they got like the game wardens, the FBI, the cops, they all in this neighborhood, right? I'm like, shit, they're like, all right, we see him. Take off running, he black. I said, these motherfuckers just couldn't <laughs> let me just couldn't let me rock, could they? Right? We found the one black person in de- in right. Texas. No, right. <laughs> the real crime, though. Like usually, again, the criminals are, and I'm not saying this isn't a serious offense. Like they're hunting when it's dark. You know, what I'm saying using a, a light, which is illegal. You know, what I'm saying they're they're just shooting you. At, you can't shoot after a certain time. They're hunting out of season. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that is usually, or they're they're capturing a live aquatic wildlife that's smaller than what they're supposed to keep. You know what I'm saying? Like these are usually what takes place in this. Or they catch somebody that's doing that and they got weed on them. You know what I'm saying? But this one was like a robbery, like a bank robbery, right? So it was like, oh, you, why you didn't even have to show up for this? You're a gang warden or whatever. I'm joking. But still, it was just one of those things that when I had found a space, when I, every time I watch one of these hillbilly shows and I find a space, they like to remind me that I'm black in America. And it's like, dude, I'm just trying to escape right now. But then it's like, shh, up to your fucking face. Yeah, I think your escape route is a little flawed here. I think, <laughs> you're, right. I think you're getting what keep you're running supposed back, Keep running back to the wrong way, huh? Hey, how's it, son? I just was coming by to see what y'all was doing over here. <laughs> I don't think the hillbillies are living with much uh, racial tolerance down there. Hey, Randy Moss would disagree with you with the West Virginians, all right? There's one harmony down there in West Virginia. All right, those are his people. All right, anyway, <laughs> we, are, we always appreciate it. Uh, we will be back on a consistent round. How many freezes do we have uh, during this? I think you were good, actually. All right, so we're, we're going to get back to giving you uh, this uh, weekly, bringing you the sports show, bringing more guests. Look for an up, uh, uptick 
Um, and what we do, Ryan got a promotion at his gig. So we were working through that. And that's not a negative. That's a positive. We only wish the best for our brother. Uh, so more promotions on promotions on promotions on promotions. They're coming. Uh, definitely always make sure you, you check out Second City Sports and We Are Rigor Radio to get the content from Sydney. Uh, that's always great content. You know, he is the master of black hockey, which is all hockey, but we leave with the black hockey. Uh, but we always appreciate it. Um, definitely stay safe if you're, hopefully you enjoyed the weather here in the city of Chicago. And if you're fucking in Arizona, you enjoy the weather all the damn time. Yeah, it's <laughs> today. It's sunny. Damn, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, we just always appreciate you taking and spending a little bit of time with us. Sydney? We go. The flip.